Welcome to the Chicago Business Review, where we introduce you to some of the most successful and sharpest minds from my hometown, Chicago, so that you can find out the secrets that have helped these professionals achieve massive success. If you want to accelerate your growth in your personal and professional life so that you can do more, have more, give more, and ultimately live the life you've always desired, then sit back and stay tuned in because you are in the right place. I'm your host, Young Lee, and you are listening to the Chicago Business Review. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Chicago Business Review. I am your host, Young Lee, and I am super excited for this week's episode. We have a very special guest for you today. Dylan Rausch is the owner of two Pertec franchises in the Wisconsin market. They focus on on-site hydraulic hose replacement for many businesses that you may or may not be aware of. But this gentleman also has five children, which is blowing my mind because I have not met too many people that have more children than I do. So I'm very interested to see how that's been going for him. And he's also fairly recently been diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And so want to bring him on to talk about all of these things and how he is still succeeding with all of those things going on. So please help me in welcoming Dylan to the show. Dylan, thanks so much for making the time, my man. No problem. Yeah. So um, first, just so that people have an understanding of what you are currently doing, can you give us a little bit more detailed explanation of what Pertech does and what you guys do um, as a business. Absolutely. Um, so what we do, what we focus on is on-site emergency hydraulic hose replacement, as you said before. Um, so some of the uh, customers we service or industries would be construction is our number one industry that we service, but construction, refuse, recycling, Mining, gas, agriculture, trucking, uh, just to name a few. Uh, so we do a lot of work uh, with r- rental companies. Uh, we do a lot of work with garbage collection service companies such as Waste Management, GFL. We do a ton of work for landscaping and snow removal companies in the wintertime, as you can imagine. Mm. Um, in what we do, so all the heavy equipment that you see out and about doing construction building new buildings, roads, uh, garbage trucks, picking up garbage, anything like that. They all have hydraulics on them and specifically hydraulic hoses to run the heavy equipment. And those are a wear item. So when those hoses blow on site, we are able to dispatch technician out to that site, ETA of one hour, get them there, take the hose off, make a new one on site, put it back on and get the equipment up and going faster than usually the company can themselves. Just because this is all we do, so we're very well prepared. Um, so we stock about, we are very specific um, in just maintaining hydraulic hoses or repairing them. So we stock 
all the fittings and all the holes we need right on our service vehicle. Whereas the standard mechanic that might work for this company has to carry a lot more other things that might break down a lot of other tools. So he doesn't have room on the service vehicle for all the hose tools and everything to make the hose. So that's where we come in handy. Um, we're also available 24 seven. That's yeah, that's amazing. And I think that's super helpful to the listeners to understand that you can be very successful picking a niche or a niche to work on that you don't have to be a jack of all trades, but if you master one skill, that can definitely carry you to greater heights than if you try to spread yourself too thin. And Dylan is a great example of that, where he just mentioned that they specialize in this one part for a lot of industries. And so they can do it faster and better than a lot of the in-house mechanics couldn't replace or repair those items. So that I feel like is something that a lot of people, when they're starting out on a business, they have too wide a frame at which they're looking to make money or start a business. They're like, we'll fix everything on a truck or a tractor. And then you realize you're, again, know a lot about little. <laughs> And so Dylan is the opposite of that, where they niche down and make sure they are experts in that field. Now, Dylan, how long have you been uh, doing that? Uh, so I have, uh, we've been a business since for six years now in the Madison area. And I've been doing, uh, working for this franchise, not as an owner, but since 2015. So eight, eight years coming up on nine years. Wow. Wow. So, uh, so you had experience in the field and then you continued on with the uh the company and you were able to then start um one and then two franchises is that how it worked yeah yep exactly yeah so i started uh started as a as a technician um in a van working for another franchise location that just opened up and uh, after a year of that i actually became operations manager of that location and about eight months into that, uh, an opportunity came for me to buy my own location. And so I went, I went ahead and did that. And, uh, this, this January, we opened up our second location in Wisconsin. That's amazing. So Dylan, during this time, you've been extremely busy trying to open up that second location as well as grow your first location business. But I had mentioned that you have these five children that are all younger, and you've also been fairly recently in 2020 diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And so that's a lot of things kind of thrown at you in a brief period of time. And I'm sure there might be a couple people that would have cracked or given up because of these circumstances or situations. Um, first, can you take us back to 2020 when you found out uh, about that condition? And you know, how did, how did that go? How did you um, take that information? And how have you been able to kind of 
continue on even though you've been diagnosed with that? Yeah. So, um, yes, uh, going back to 2020 when I got diagnosed, so 2020 was kind of big year. So we actually moved um, across the state in 2020. We found out we were pregnant with our fourth child at the time. And of course, in the midst of COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic, um, so everything was locked out or whatever. Uh, so it was just kind of a weird year. And then, uh, yes, yeah, so they got diagnosed with, with ulcerative colitis in October. Um, it was a real tough time. Uh, I was put on some medication that, uh, I don't know, I was put on some medication that actually it was causing side effects that were not good, such as depression, anxiety, um, So, which led them to want to use more medication. And uh, I just kind of realized that my life was maybe spiraling out of control or something wasn't, I didn't want to live that way anymore, or I didn't want to be like that. And I thought, man, I want to live the rest of my life. There's got to be a different cure for this, or not a cure because it's an autoimmune disease, but there's got to be a different way I can live my life. And uh, I started doing my own research and um, I stopped taking the medication and started eating, changed my diet. I started logging all my food to see which would triggered my ulcerative colitis, um, which I still am learning new today. Um, I switched my diet to a ketogenic diet, so a low carb diet, which helps with inflammation. Um, and they had that that helped out a lot that put me in remission uh, without any medication which helped me grow the business because at the time when I was diagnosed uh, my business actually kind of took a downfall I mean our sales were lower than they were the year previous um, my best employee quit at the time and things weren't looking too good no yet yeah so I, I had to make a change so that I made the last change to uh Take, take my life into my own hands. I wasn't going to be a victim of ulcerative colitis on my diagnosis, right? I was going to be a victor. That's that's what I decided. That's what I did. So since then, I've been growing as a person, as a, as a father, as a business owner, as a leader. I, I love that answer so much because, uh, you know, you hear so many stories of people that hit adversity and sometimes it is very severe like the adversity that you went through and sometimes it's even worse and sometimes it's a little less but everyone goes through some sort of adversity but having the persistence and the just strength to persevere is a great testament to you now um I would imagine it was a tough decision to go off the meds. Um, but other than like changing up the diet, what else did you have to kind of work through during that time to to kind of help your mindset and your business? Because you said also you were expecting your fourth kid. It's COVID. You lose one of your best employees. Like I know a lot of people that would quit at that moment or maybe pivot but you stuck with it and now you opened up your second location earlier this year. Uh, what else would you attribute to being able to be successful during that time? Um, so I started surrounding myself with uh, 
people that were uh, like-minded per se. So Jim Rome always says you're the average of the five people you hang around the most, right? So I started looking at the people I hung around with. I up- upgraded those people per se. So turn upgraded me, my faith. Um, so I, uh, my faith was a big part of it. Trusting in God, prayer, knowing that there's a better purpose and going through this for a reason. Let's find the reason. Let's let's conquer this. And maybe I'm going through it to show somebody else that it's possible. Um, also, uh, the Live Hard program. So seven to five hard. Phase one, phase two, phase three. The whole Live Hard program has helped me tremendously with my mindset and sharpening my mindset. Um, matter of fact, I just finished phase one for this year, uh, the fourth of August. So. Still in that. Cold plunging has helped tremendously because that helps with inflammation. So ulcerative colitis is, you know, inflames your intestines pretty bad. So I uh, cold plunge daily. Um, and having a supportive wife as well, obviously, has it's helped out big time. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, man, there were so many good pieces of advice in there. So uh, first, the surrounding yourself with people that you admire i always tell my kids the goal is to be the dumbest ugliest (laughs) least successful person in the room in any room that you try to go in and you will inevitably be better in all of those fields so that's an amazing thing that you worked on and then yeah on top of changing up your diet really taking into account like your physical well-being is so huge. I know I've done 75 hard. I haven't finished live hard, but I did accomplish the 75 hard and it did make such a difference in my mindset as well. And then faith and family, uh, again, are two critical components in my life too. Uh, When you look back and you see just how faithful God has been in my life, throughout all these years when I'm doubtful or when I'm scared. Uh, But when you look back on your life, you see that God, the universe, whatever you believe in, um, but for me, that is God. And I feel like has always been faithful to take care of me and my family's needs and really has helped my faith and through prayer, I think um, that's a, a great way to really kind of ease that anxiety. But then also giving practical tips like cold plunges. So I know cold plunges have become more in vogue recently. Um, what got you into cold plunges? And what? <laughs> I know it's tough for me. Like, how long did it take till you kind of got used to it, I guess? <laughs> um, yeah, so actually what got me into cold plunges is, uh, I just started doing it recently this year. Um, it's, it's just really helped me out a lot, but, um, one of my employees here, he's, he started cold plunging. He is telling me about it. I was like, wow, not going to do that. It doesn't sound too appealing to me, no, but I looked into the benefits and what they might be. So I said, well, after you get a shot and, uh, so yeah, so now I, I've built my own cold plunge in the backyard i have an ice maker and all that stuff and uh, i mean it takes let's say a good week maybe okay 
a good week. So then you just slowly decrease the temperature each, each week a little bit, right? The pain, the, the pain stops from getting in like that just goes away. That's normal. Now you don't feel that unless you really decrease the temperature. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. We have a cold plunge at our gym and I, I don't do it frequent enough. And so it's still painful every time I do it, but I have heard so many benefits about it along with the anti-inflammatory benefits as well. So that's amazing that, uh, you're doing that and is a motivation to myself or a reminder to myself that that's something that, uh, I need to work on too. Uh, how did you get started with Pertech? Yeah. So, uh, I guess before Pertech, I was, uh, working for a railroad contractor. So, um, I was a heavy equipment operator mechanic for a subcontractor for a railroad company. And, uh, it was just, uh, sick of living in hotel rooms, I guess. Uh, just got married or was about to get married at that point. Then I'll live in hotel rooms and just started cruising for jobs. And, uh, her check was hiring. Was nothing special or it wasn't planned out or nothing. And matter of fact, I was hoping I wouldn't get that job. I applied for two other ones and it just so happened. This was the one that gave me the best offer. So I chose Pertech and. Eight years later, here I am. That's my location. That's amazing. And again, a testament to not everything works out the way we plan it necessarily, but to have faith and also in whatever endeavor you do, try to be the best that you can be at that position. And it inevitably will open up other doors like it has for Dylan. And so... That's another reason I was so excited to have you on, Dylan, is that even through all of these crazy things going on in your life and having five young children, I still can't get over that, um, to be able to continually progress in your career, um, even through this adversity and challenges and so I feel like the advice that you're giving is so helpful for people that might be feeling, you know, one of those things, either like, ah, this is not the job that I wanted to get or wanted to be in, or they've gotten some sort of health bad news or things like that. Dylan is a great example that you can persevere and that you can get through these and not only persevere, but that you can prosper. Uh, he owns two franchise locations now and is a great father as well as a great leader for his business. So I was super excited about that. Uh, you mentioned your wife and having the five children. I know having four children that even though I them quote unquote the person that's working in the field a little bit more um it is definitely a team effort um uh, how have you guys managed that dynamic because i know that's a difficult one for married couples or young families to kind of navigate yeah yeah actually i'm glad you asked so um i guess on top of this we didn't mention before but my wife is an entrepreneur and she owns her own small business um, she's a custom bookkeeper and, uh, she's actually busier than meets. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it's, it is very challenging. So she actually works from home. 
uh, thankfully she's able to do that with the custom bookkeeping. Um, she works from home. She watches all the kids during the day, obviously. While she works, she's, uh, I don't know how she does it. She's a super human. Um, and then, uh, she does, she does work at night when I get home. So, uh, a couple nights a week. Yeah. Those nights I take the kids all by myself. And like last night, I, I just took all the kids to the park for a couple hours. But, uh, I, we try to spend, you know, quality time every day together as a family. Yep. I mean, at a minimum, 15 minutes. Uh, and that, like, that's no electronics. You're not, not watching TV together. That's playing outside, playing a, a game of some sort, praying together. Uh, a lot of times we're, we're just going for a walk um, just to get out. But uh, I, I do make an intentional effort every day to spend at least 15 minutes with, my, with all of my kids. Um, doing something that's sort of intimate with them. Yeah, no, that's now. How do you go about doing that? Do you, do you just mindful of it? Do you schedule it? Like, how do you go about like making sure that happens each and every day? Yeah, that's a great question as well. So, um, with those familiar with the Lipart program, you have to add in three exit powerless tasks for phase one. So that was one of my powerless tasks. Um, and the great power of doing the Lipart program is when you do something for a certain amount of days, especially 30 days, it becomes a habit. So now I find myself actually just doing it naturally. That's just what I do when I get home. Um, we have a routine. So yeah, kind of backtrack a little bit. I hated routines. I hated living a life. Like hated seeing people like regiment what they eat and everything, but being diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and running my own business, I realized that uh, I have to do those things. I eat the same things every day for the most part um, because I know what's good for me. I know what's not. I know what's healthy. I feel great doing that, and I like I try to live my life more regimented every day, um, just because then I'm in control of the outcomes of what's happening, and so I'm. Very mindful when I go home, I do the same things. Come home, grab my family. Uh, we have some goats and chickens, you know, go take, and go take care of those. And some other chores outside. We eat dinner, and then after dinner, I take the kids. You know, we either we do our activity that we're going to do, whether it's playing a game, uh, going for a walk, etc. That that's amazing, man, and. Um something that you've challenged me on. And so something that I'm going to try to implement as well. We used to, I mean, we still schedule a once a week family night. Um, cause in my business of selling real estate, investing in real estate, it's not a nine to five job. And so being very intentional about setting aside that time, cause as we know, uh, our lives get busy or you just gravitate towards either your priorities at that moment or your wants. And unless you are very intentional about that quality time with the children and the quality time with your spouse, um, it, it can go one of two ways. It never stays the same. It's either getting better or it's getting worse. So I love that you're being intentional about that. Now, you were mentioning about the regimen schedule and how that was against your 
natural inclination, I would say. <laughs> um, but then you've improved upon that. And then you mentioned the power list. Uh, would you say that those two things kind of coincided to make you better at that? Or what was the big change in terms of helping you become more regimented? Yeah, I guess uh, the big change is actually I was uh, part of this group called Men Living for Greatness. Um, it's run by uh, a good friend of mine. And it's a Catholic men's group. And in that group, uh, he actually, so this is before I even heard of the power list, but uh, we focused on regimenting certain things throughout the day and we'd have number one tasks that we would have to get done or we'd have to sacrifice for each other if we didn't get those things done um so that that kind of set the tone for okay i have to be regimented in my time um and it's not natural and most it's not natural nobody likes being told what to do not everybody likes to do whatever they want when they want right no so it's not natural but uh if you either live a life of discipline or you live a life of regrets kind of uh what i found out right so you can do what you want now but you're going to regret it later because you're going to wish that you did certain things you're going to wish that you might have spent more time with your kids or your spouse uh you're going to wish that you were healthier when you're older not so healthy right you're going to wish that you ate better etc um so i'm just really mindful of that and that helps me to be regimented so one of the things i do when i start my day is i write down my goals as if i've already achieved those goals Um, so that's why i start my day every day so me reminding myself of my goals in my life that helps me know the things that i need to get down that day to make those goals a reality even though i'm writing them down as if they were already achieved that's an amazing man there was a couple of things in there and so before i forget (laughs) So first, when you say you write down your goals, like you've already achieved them, can you give us like some sort of an example so the listeners kind of understand? Because I know people would understand, hey, I want to achieve X by Y date, but you're saying you wrote them down like you've already achieved them. Could you give us either an example of one that you write down or just an example in general so people understand that concept? Yes, exactly. So one of the goals that I write down um, is I am debt-free and live below my means. And I write it down just like that, even though I'm not debt-free right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might live up right at my means, but I write down I am debt-free and live below my means. I write down I live in Montana on a ranch with a mountain view. I have an excellent marriage. My children are leaders in the community. So those kind of Gotcha. Yeah, no. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, you were saying it's helpful. It it just helps like hold you accountable then to your goals because you're writing them down every day. Um and you have to take action towards it. And then you said uh one of my favorite quotes of you either live a life of discipline or you live a life of regret. Um was there a personal experience that you had that led you to then live a life of discipline? Because it seemed like you had really good perspective of, hey, when I'm older, I don't want to have this regret of my relationship not working out or my health being not as good. 
but not a lot of people have that foresight or uh, perspective of like, hey, this is going to impact me potentially 5, 10, 20, 30 years down the line. Was there something that gave you that shift in perspective? Was it the uh, ulcerative colitis or was it something else that might have happened that kind of triggered that to be like, okay, I need to make this shift or this change? Yeah, it, it was the ulcerative colitis. Um, just because um, if I manage, it can get worse and worse. Um, it, I mean, it can get worse no matter what, right? But I figured if I can take, and con- take it into control, um, then I'm somewhat in control. And I just didn't want to be 10 years down the road going, man, I wonder if I, what if I, what if I did eat healthier back 10 years ago, would I be in a different spot right now? You know, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and also you can just people around me. Um, I just know, you know, some of my family members per se, or people you grow up with, right. You kind of see them, you know, you might not be close to them, but you, you see them from a distance and you kind of see the road they went down and you're, you just know that, Hey, probably not. If I keep doing these same things, I'll be in the same, the road goes down to the same house and I don't want to live in my house in 10 years. So I, we got to forge my own railroad or find a new one. Now that's incredible perspective. And I think very helpful framework for people to think through when they're making their decisions is that, look, this decision does not just impact this one moment, but how is this going to impact me moving forward? Yeah. And then, you know, I, you're not going to get what you want if you're continually doing the things that got you to this point it's not going to get you to the next point unless you make a change so what are those changes and how can you stay accountable to those and you mentioned by writing down your goals as if you've already achieved them every day helps you to stay focused and aligned with that north star so i feel like that's such great advice for anyone that's starting out or even at a level and they feel like they've plateaued. Uh, Dylan is sharing with you real life examples of what's helped him continually grow and thrive, not only in business, but in his relationship with his wife and his relationship with his children and even with uh, the men's group um, that he's been accountable to and such. So, um, Please, I hope you guys are hearing some of these things that Dylan is providing. And Dylan, even though you went through that diagnosis, I feel like this is so helpful for people that either have been diagnosed with the similar diagnosis or something similar where they hear that, hey, I can either take control of this, I can take more responsibility, or I can play the victim. And it seemed like you were taking ownership of it. And now because of that, you're on the path to helping others who are a little further behind than you. And I know one of our mentors, Ed Milet, um, talks about that as well, that um, you're called to help the people that you were before. And so because you had this experience, you know, you might have questioned why is this happening to me? But now with the perspective of hindsight, 
you can see what you're doing is impacting other people and hopefully helping them in this journey. Because I would imagine it's very challenging to go through that and there's no cure or permanent, yeah, permanent cure for it. And so it's a lifestyle change that you need to make to try to do that. And of course, we still recommend that you consult with your physician or your doctor. We are not yeah. doctors. <laughs> um, we just want to let you know what Dylan has been doing to help his situation. And hopefully some of these things resonate with you as well. Um, Dylan, so that how do you prioritize all of the different things that you have going on in your life with work and trying to open up another location and have that be successful, have a successful marriage, be intentional with all of your kids, but also having them feel like each of them is special and dealing with some of these health issues. How do you prioritize what comes first or such? Yeah, great question. Um, well, as we mentioned before, the powerless task is, is great at helping to prioritize what needs to be done. Um, so if there's something that I can get done right away and knock it off, so knock it off as soon as possible, that's what I do. So, um, I wake, I wake up in the morning, I work out right away, knock that off, get that done. Um, I come into the office, I knock out my key tasks that I need to get done at, for my job here to make help the company grow. Um, then I'm, I have free time to help my employees or whatever else I need to do. Then when I go home, like I said, I, I have a regiment, so when I go home, I know the things that I need to do, and I know that I need to spend time with my kids every day, so I make that a the number one priority before before I do what I want to do, um, watch TV, or whatever I would want to do personally at home, some of my hobbies that I have at home. Um, I make sure that I'm spending time with my kids first before I do that. Um, it's, it's no real easy way to prioritize it. It's just, you have, it's bullheaded discipline, I guess. No, I'm not perfect at it, by no means, or from, but uh, it's just consistently doing these things over and over again so they become uh, creatures of habit, I guess. Oh, I love it. And I feel like that's the other thing that people minimize the importance of is consistency over time. Like you can chop down any tree if you're consistently hacking away at it, you know, it says an ant can devour a tiger. Yeah, it, it's just that consistency over time that will make the difference and doing those critical tasks. Um, can you share with uh, the audience who doesn't know, um, what does the power list entail? How many things do you write down on it? Um, do you have one thing for one category of your life or does it change? Can you share a little bit about how you utilize the power? Yeah. So, um, write down, I write down six, six tasks a day. Um, they're all, they all are a part of my life, but in different aspects, some are personal development, some are have to do with my business, some have to do with family. 
Um, right. So they're, they're all different. Um, so there is different categories, I guess, in the power list and some days to do change. Cause obviously, uh, Saturdays and Sundays, most not, most likely not going to be doing much of the, uh, work lists. Sometimes I might, but most of the time I'm not. So those might switch to more family oriented or religion oriented. Uh, so they do change not often. I try to keep them the same until that habit is formed. And then once I'm doing that consistently, while I'm not losing that day. Um, so like you said, so what the power list is, you, you write down, um, I think it's five, but you write down five powerless tasks the day. And uh, you do those things and you cross, you do them, you cross them off the list as they're done. And if you do it, you write a W next to the list. And then you go on to the next day, you write down the five powerless tasks, cross them off if you're done. If you don't get them done, you write an L, you lost the day. Um, and as you go through the week, the goal is to win the week. So have more W's than L's, more wins than losses. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great uh explanation of it and again one of our mentors andy frisella came up with that power list so if you are curious about it it is on his podcast as well so you can check that out but the key to that is making sure you do the items that you need to get done first and that you're winning more days than you're losing and like dylan said you win the week you win the month you win the year you win your life. So it's just making sure you're winning more than you're losing. Nobody's going to be perfect, but the goal is to win more than you lose. So that's a very great way to kind of keep things organized and prioritized. So already we've gone over goals, writing them down and how important that is, but writing them down as if you've already achieved them writing down your critical tasks for the day, taking ownership and control of your own life and not putting it in the control of others or playing the victim, but instead play the victor. Like Dylan said, there were so many great pieces of advice uh, that you gave here, Dylan. I can't thank you enough. The other thing you were talking about is being very intentional about your relationships with your family and your loved ones and really making that a priority because we tend to give our time to the things that we either like to do that are easy to do or that are priorities to us at that time. And so being very intentional about how we prioritize our time is also so important. And then just the consistency over time. Um, Dylan, it's such an amazing story uh, and just it's a great testament to the life that you're living. And I'm super excited to just see how it continually progresses because the trajectory is so high right now. Um, is there anything that you've learned recently, either through the upgrade of people that you have in your life or groups that you're a part of or your um, faith-based groups? Is there anything that um, maybe we didn't touch upon that you felt like is a really important factor in your personal growth and development? 
I know we touched on a lot of stuff, so I don't know if there's really anything else, but I figured I would ask since you've been sharing so many other great tips. Yeah. Um, no, I can't, I can't think of nothing off the top of my head. Um, it's just, and I guess I'll just repeat it, but consistency is the key. Just waking up every day, um, and knowing that you're going to get your, your butt kicked in every day, but just going out there and doing the, controlling the things you can control. I guess that's one thing that I have learned recently, um, in the last year of being part of RT. Um, like you said, that's one of the things that Andy Shella talks about a lot in Ad My Let is just controlling the things you can control. Um, things are going to happen every day that you can't control. And uh, that's okay. But as long as I'm controlling, I can control. When I can control, then I'm doing my best. And as long as I'm doing everything I can, then I'm better than I was yesterday. And then tomorrow I'll be better than I was today. And just build upon that by controlling what you can yeah, that's, that's such great advice. And I just thought of something that I wanted to ask you. So I, sorry that I'm bringing you back after, uh, I was almost wrapping it up, but I'm very curious. So like when things weren't going great, when you were feeling depressed or anxious, what did you do to snap out of it? Like, cause I've been there. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been there, um, you know, what did you do to kind of get yourself out of that situation? And as you encounter those things again, how do you get out of it quicker? I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't, uh, I can't take credit for getting myself out of it. Yeah. I have a really good friend who kind of, uh, took me to, took me aside, I guess you can say, but, uh, just kind of had a real good talk with me about, you know, this is your life. Maybe we should try this. Maybe we should try dieting, changing your diet. Um, and also my wife, actually, um, she was a big help in changing my mindset and kind of, uh, kicking me in the butt to get, to make that initial change, um, to snap out of the, uh, victim mindset, I guess you can say, into uh, it's not something that I didn't even think I was in the victim mindset, right? Uh, thought at that point I had one in life. I was a business owner. I just moved into at that part, our dream house, right? Life is, life is good. And I, I just thought, well, I just got diagnosed with this. I'll just live like this the rest of my life. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was my friend. So upgrading, upgrading, you know, they're the people around you to at least five people or three people that have something that you don't have that you want, whether that's money, uh, relationships or anything like that. And that's what I did. And they're, they're the ones that pulled me up and through. If I kept hanging out with the same people, people, I probably would have been in the same spot. Oh, that is a great way to end the super insightful episode, um, is tying it back into the beginning when you were mentioning about upgrading that group of five um, that are around you and how important that is in the trajectory of your life. So, um, so many great nuggets in this episode that Dylan had shared with us, real practical advice on how to improve your life, take control of what you can control, 
be the victor and not the victim. And a lot of those things come down to just discipline, consistency, and making sure you audit the people in your life that are speaking life into you and not bringing you down. So, uh, Dylan, I can't thank you enough for this time. That was so helpful for so many listeners out there. So if you guys found value in this episode, please share it with somebody that you love or somebody that you know that can find value in this episode and what Dylan has gone through. And if you guys need any help with hydraulic hose replacements in Wisconsin, Dylan, what is the best way that they can reach out to you? Yeah, the best way, I guess, is to give us a call. Um, And they can do that by calling 833-623-4673 or 833-MAD-HOSE. MAD-HOSE. All right. And so, and then please, um, you can also reach out to Dylan via email. Are you okay if I share your email, Dylan? Yes. Email, not more Facebook, I guess. Dylan, so it's D-Y-L-A-N dot Roush at pertechmadison.com. You can also find him on social media, um, but please check it out. If you do come across Dylan, please thank him for the episode. He shared so many great nuggets of wisdom. I felt like this went far beyond just business and business growth. But these tactics that Dylan has used in his life has helped him not only in business, but in health and relationships as well. And I feel like it can help pretty much anyone that is looking to grow in any of those aspects. So Dylan, thanks so much again for your time. And everyone, if you found value, please like, share, leave a comment so that we know what type of content you appreciate so we can bring more amazing guests like Dylan on the show. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening and watching. And we will see you next time on the Chicago Business Review. Thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. I truly respect your time, so I hope this was valuable to you. And if you're a new listener, then thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes on our Facebook group, Chicago Business Review. Just go to Facebook and search Chicago Business Review so that you can find out all the latest info on future podcasts, get all the show notes, and network with other highly successful and driven entrepreneurs and professionals in Chicago. Also, be sure to contact me while you're over there and share any feedback, questions, or guest recommendations you have as well. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.